Okay, let's start this seminar on time, or at least close to on time. This is the surprise speakers seminar, where we have actual people who are actually glowers from actual churches who are going to share actual tips on how to actually go out and get people actually glowing. My name is Bill Crick, and I'm happy that you're here at this seminar, and we have four or five separate presenters who are going to give quick shots on how to do it practically. The first one is Thomas Rindel. We'll pray here in just a moment. Thomas uh, owns uh, or manages a machine shop, owns a machine shop, manages a machine shop in Madera, California. He is not a paid representative of the church. He is a hardworking volunteer. He spends all Sabbath at church with his children and his wife and uh, leads the glow team at his church. So he's going to talk about how to glow on Sabbath afternoons. Before we start, uh, I have a quick announcement from Amanda about small little pieces of paper. Something about question and answer time. Talk to us. Yes, if you notice, there's going to be small pieces of paper that Brian is handing out. If you have a question or if you have um, something that you would like to know, go ahead and put your question and your email address on there. And that way, if we don't have time to actually answer any questions in the seminar, you can still receive answers. So is everyone okay with that? Okay, two people are okay with that. That's good. I'm here for you two people. (laughs) Okay, so if you have a question, write it on the piece of paper with your email address and it will be answered digitally. Okay, uh, there's lots of seats in the front. Those of you who are rolling in, we're happy to have you. And we're just about to pray. First presenter is Thomas Reindel, Madera, California. Let's bow our heads and pray. Thank you, Father, for this glow rally. Hundreds of your people, your bride, your church, who want to be active and activate others. Bless us, Lord. Help us to be able to take things away from this seminar an hour from now, 50 minutes from now, and then actually apply them in the weeks to come. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Bless us now. Amen. First of all, I want to welcome everybody here. I'm glad to see that we're beginning to pack up in here. And ultimately, I think that uh, this meeting is really, really important if not one of the most important meetings. Hearing David Ashrick is great. He's an awesome speaker. Don McIntosh, these guys all have really heart-moving things. But one thing that we're here for, if I'm understanding this Glow Rally correctly, is to learn how to go out and glow, how to overcome some of the, uh, the fears and things and how to organize and do some of the things that we need in order to be able to uh, get glowing. Uh, I want to just... For those of you that don't know me, which is a lot of you, um, my name is Thomas Rindel. Uh, I live in Madera, but my, my home church is the Clovis Church, and um, we have a pretty outstanding glow team. And uh, two years ago, my wife and I, we had kind of made a comeback to the church. I don't know, I've been in the church for about 12 years, and I don't know, for many of you, maybe you might have the same kind of a testimony. We're in and out, you know, we had our ups and downs and we kind of just kind of fell out of church for a little while. We had our family and had a lot of things going on and uh, we had been really impressed to return our hearts to God, to just really say, okay, Lord, here's my heart, do something with it and just, just, just stay here, stay here. And so as we began to attend the Clovis Church, we began to really understand in our minds, you know, 
there are many people who have uh, issues with Sabbath keeping, Sabbath observance. You know, how do I keep Sabbath right? What, 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 you know, what, uh, what am I supposed to do? Glow is a really fantastic way to help you. Uh, and it's not a substitute or anything like that. It's not a, if you're glowing, you, you know, you're keeping Sabbath. I mean, keeping Sabbath is, is something between you and the Lord. But when the Lord is using you, that's what He wants. And on Sabbath, it's absolutely okay to be used by the Lord. So, um, we were invited to go out glowing by Shaka and some other friends. And you'll meet Shaka here in a minute. He's the glow leader at the time. And... Uh, we went out glowing, we had a fantastic experience, and we, and we were kind of like, you know what, if, if, if we could do this every Sabbath, I think we could keep, I think we could keep Sabbath right, you know? <laughs> but it wasn't just about that, it was just really, really cool. We went out there and we had like these amazing experiences, and it was just one door after the other, or one person after the other, you know, just saying, you know what, I'm really glad that you gave me this track. You know, I was, I was thinking about this, or, you know, so-and-so died, or whatever happened. Um, you know, that's basically how my wife and my family and I really became involved heavily in GLOW. And over time, uh, the opening opened up and uh, I, by God's grace, was allowed to become Shaka's counterpart and Shaka and I are now the GLOW leaders for the Clovis Church here in California. Um, first thing I want to cover a couple things, I want to cover on how to share. The easiest way to share, and it's not a secret, you know, a lot of us think that it's like this big secret, you know, uh, these big names out there, they have all, they have these secrets and they know how to share. It's very, very simple. Amen. We pray, we say, God, here am I, send me, Amen. and God does the rest of the work. It's not about us, it's not about anything that we do. The rewards are not even about us, they're just absolute blessings for us to be able to go out and, and just share what God is putting into our hearts with people. And the best way to do that is to, to basically, if you're anything like me, I have been known to stick my foot in my mouth, so let the glow track do the talking for you. And oftentimes, we really don't have the time to speak a whole sermon to someone, so let them be able to read it on their time. You know, we don't want to encroach on people's times. Um, so, sharing, it has nothing to do with you. The only thing that it has to do with you is in being willing. You know? We are all here because we share Jesus in common. And if Jesus is in our hearts, then that means He really wants to shine out of our hearts. And to shine out of our hearts, basically, glow is a tool that can be used. Uh, how do we prepare for Sabbath afternoon outreach? There are many of you who have been... Come on up to the front. There's plenty of seats up front here. Please come sit down. Uh, there are many, many of you who have been visited by people uh, such as Nelson who come and... Um, Talk about GLOW, get GLOW started, GLOW program started in your churches, and then you're left with the, okay, well, we want to GLOW, we want to do this, and uh, we need to get organized. How do we pick leaders, and where do we have this, and you know, there's just all this stuff. We hear all these great testimonies about these uh, things that are going on. Uh, again, it's very simple. The most excited person in the group is generally going to wash out as the leader. We are very excited. I mean, Shaka and I, when we walk around, it's like we are just constantly glowing. There, everywhere we go, uh, in our personal life, and Amanda's going to share a little bit about that, in our personal life, God has made it a point in our lives to just share everywhere we go. I have so many different experiences, I can't even begin to share. I'm a machinist by trade, and I've been doing machining for about eight years. 
And I remember when, in the first like four years that I was working, I had remembered every part I made. And, and, and I was like, I'll never forget. I'll, I'll remember this part, the setup for this, setup for that, and da, da, da. I have made so many parts now, I have no idea all the parts that I've made. And it's just what's going to happen with the testimonies. You're going to have so many testimonies, you're going to say, I don't even know. God, you've reached so many people with me, I can't even begin to number them. Alright? So, how do you get the word out in your church? Now we're talking about getting organized. How are we going to get the word out in our church? Number one, all of our pastors have been given to us by our God in order to be able to, you know, spread the word to us. Get a good relationship with your pastor and ask him, okay, you know, we've got this, this, this glow team. Can we please get some time up front? And you know what? Pastors, they, they usually do a lot of the work, if not more work than they should be doing. They're going to be like, yes! Do you want a couple minutes up front? Come right ahead. Come on up here. And, and get people up there. Don't always use the same people. Get people up there. Get them excited. Make sure that the truth is being shined out. Not false. We, let's not falsify this stuff. You know, glow is not something we have to fake. I don't have to fake being your friend or anything. It's simple. Jesus loves me and he loves you. And here's the track. That, you know, just read it and you'll find out uh, all, all about it. And if you have more questions, call the number. Um, how do we decide where we're going to be glowing? There are so many people. I just want to read a quick thing here. Uh, the glow team is not just. Uh, says the glow team is 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 just that. It's a team. Everyone's opinions matter. Everyone should be given a chance to share their experiences, encourage one another, remind one another of the prior experiences that you've had as you went out. So there is no right or wrong way. No right, you know, no right place to go. It's, it's simple. Let the spirit move you. There is We serve a God of order. So therefore, there is organization that is necessary. We have to become organized. So, obviously we're going to have a leader. Yes, John? Excuse me. There is a right place to, to glow. Yes. You guys are right. Where you are right now. That's right. There is a right place to glow. John said there's a right place to glow, and it's where you are, and it's right now. And that is absolutely correct. But what I'm talking about is our Sabbath organization. As we, as we organize the people, there is, you know... L listen to each other, work with each other, allow God to work through all of you. Um, what is the best time to go out? The best time to go out is the time when you have people at church, if you're going to be doing Sabbath afternoon glowing. Um, decide on a time. As for our church, what we do is we generally go about two hours prior to Vespers. We have a Vespers. We usually have, every Sabbath we have a potluck, so after potluck we'll kind of talk a little bit about what we're going to do or whatever. We'll gather the team up. And um, we will meet in one room, set aside a special room, pray, you know, and just get excited because God is about to use you. And it's so awesome. It really, really is. I have no reason for being up here. I am not special at all. I am no, you know, high profile speaker or anything. I am just like you. As a matter of fact, I should be sitting out there where you guys are sitting. And eventually you guys will be up here speaking to other people, you know. Expect that. Expect that if you're going to be handing out glow tracks, that you're going to talk to people. And um, it's okay if you do the drop and dash, you know what I mean? You're like, here you go, there you go, you know, whatever. It's okay to start that way, but it's eventually you're just not going to be able to contain it. Having Jesus in your heart is not containable. Amen. Um, there are, however, some days where we have this feeling inside of us. 
I just don't want to glow today, man. You know, how do we deal with those days? I just don't want to do it today. You know, that's just our human nature coming up, you know, uh, wanting to be lazy, wanting to just not do anything. And that's okay, we're human. However, you know, we are called to do something about that. So what do we do? We pray. And we submit ourselves to God and we say, Lord, look, I need your help because I really don't want to do this. And he, make me willing. And God is able to make the unwilling willing. Um, so it's okay. Those days will come. Um, and what do you do if no one shows up? We have had days where it's just Shaka, his wife, myself, and my wife. And we're staring at each other in the face. It's 3 o'clock. Nobody's here. It's 3.15. Nobody's here. We, can, we have two options at that point. We can get discouraged and say, you know what, let's call it a, a wash and not, not go out. And I'm not going to lie, we have done that. And we all learn from our mistakes and we all learn from our experiences. And it wasn't, a good, it wasn't good. You know what, every single time that we said, let's go out anyway. We go out anyway, we pray, and, and you know what, God gives us a divine appointment. Amen. Absolutely awesome. And... Uh, what, it, what that does is it generates excitement. And with that excitement, as it, becomes, as, it becomes, as it generates inside of you, people will see that when, they come, when you come back. What did you just do? Why are you smiling? Why are you glowing like that? I mean, what's up with you? Yeah, exactly. Why are you glowing? And next week, I'm not going to miss out on that. I want to read one quick uh, uh, verse here, or out of the Spirit of Prophecy, and then I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic on. It is our duty now to employ every possible means to help the proclamation of the truth. When you are riding on the cars, visiting, conversing with your neighbors, wherever you are, let your light shine forth. Hand out the papers and the tracts to those whom you, with whom you associate and speak a word in the season, praying that the Holy Ghost will make the seed productive in some hearts. This work will be blessed of God. When we go out, when I first started going out, Shaka would always say that. No matter what, you're going to get a blessing. And it's absolutely awesome. Uh, I'll give you the reference um, as soon as I get over there. Let me uh, hand this mic over. Thank you very much. Um, did you guys like that? A drop and dash? How many of you have done drop and dash? Raise your hands. I think most of us have done drop and dash. That's okay. You know, the thing about Glow that I love is that it's accessible. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, it used to be that if you were a literature evangelist, you sold large hardcover sets that were hundreds of dollars. And then if you couldn't do that, you would sell the small MAGA books door-to-door, -door, the $10 books. If you didn't want to do that, you would just go door-to-door -door and hand out literature for free. And if you were scared to go door-to-door, you could just look someone in the face and hand it to them. And if you don't want to look anybody in the face, just leave it somewhere. Right? Amen. That's Glow. It doesn't matter, what you can, it doesn't matter who you are. Glow is accessible. So, but we all do have that reluctance, don't we? Um, the the uh, last presenter today is going to talk a little bit more about that reluctance, which uh, is really good for us to think about because all of us have that. We're all human beings, right? Um, the next presenter is Shaka Dixon. Shaka, where'd you go? There he is. And he's going to talk about large gatherings. Now, this is a rush. If you've never done anything like this, this is a rush. How to get out a huge number of pieces of literature in a very small amount of time. Shaka. By the way, Shaka is, is again, not a paid professional. He's a full-time student. He's a, he's a student. Mm -hmm. And he is a faithful church member, spends all day Sabbath at church, 
just like his buddy Thomas. Praise God. Talk to us. All right, people. Now, forgive my excitement because um, I'm really, really excited. Just listening to my brother Thomas, every time I hear about glow or anything like that, it gets me just pumped, amped. I'm ready to go, you know. And um, especially when it talks about large distribution, I mean, large gathering really gets me excited because it's just totally awesome. You know, Mrs. White actually tells us, I'm going to read a, a quote that she gave us from Pastoral Ministries on page 347. It says, We should improve every such opportunity as that presented by the St. Louis Fair. And at all similar gatherings, there should be present men whom God can use. Leaflets containing the light of present truth should be scattered among the people like the leaves of autumn. To many who would attend these gatherings, these leaflets would be as the leaves of the tree of life, which are for the healing of the nations. Amen? And not only is the tracks, are the tracks special for the people who receive them, but for the people handing out these tracks, the Lord can light a fire inside of them that you would not believe. I am here today, okay, because a brother came to me and asked me to join in on one of these, all right? But first of all, you tell me, you say, Shaka, where we go knock on doors on Sabbaths? We go about it in our daily life. What's so important about these large gatherings? First of all, I start with the question. How many tracks can you and a group of friends pass out in an hour? Huh? A good group of friends. A lot? A lot? Let's say a thousand. Let's say a thousand tracks. A good group of you guys can go out in an hour. Let me tell you about a time when a, me and a group, of, a group of friends and I, of I passed out over 5,000 tracks in about 30 to 40 minutes. All right? I was in the church for about two months. My friend Aaron came with some crazy idea. He came up to me and said, Shaka, you know, the promise keepers are going to be in time. They're going to be at the Save Mart Center. And I have an idea. When, I, the way, when they let all those people out, let's stand at the door and pass out literature. <laughs> Me pass out literature, talking to people, all these people. I'm barely in the church. Come on. I'm barely learning the gospel. Leave me alone. You know? I said, all right, I give it a chance. I give it a chance. So he comes and he tells me. We go out there, waiting in the cars. We're waiting. And people start coming out the doors. And I'm getting excited. I'm getting pumped. And the Lord's like, yes, we're going to pass this out. I'm like, all right. But he said, wait, brother, just wait. Just relax for a second. I say, all right, okay, okay. And all of a sudden, the doors open. And I mean, a flood of people come out. I mean, a flood of people, thousands of people. So I'm coming. I'm double, two arms, boxes loaded down with literature. And I'm running up to the door. And I'm excited. I plant down in front of the door. And then I'm passing out literature. I'm passing out literature. People are coming out on one hand. And the next thing you know, I'm two-handed. I'm passing out. So many people are coming out. Jesus love you. Jesus love you. God bless you. God bless you. After a while, you can't even understand what I'm saying because so many people are surrounding me. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Take this. Take this. People are grabbing from me over my shoulders. And I mean, if you've had an experience from going and doing glow, knocking on the doors and the way Jesus works through you and the excitement he gives you, you try this large distribution 10 times. This, this is the show. You know how they say the MLB is the show? This is the show. All right. Be at these any large gathering where especially where Christians are gathered. They're already going in and they have a little bit of light. We're just there to share the rest of the truth, the whole truth with them. All right, my brothers and sisters. All right. Yeah. Quick question. What about um, other churches from other denominations? How's that going? How's that going? Like going and passing out to other denominations? I don't know. I don't necessarily do that at their church. To each their own. I don't go to other churches and pass out. But if it's off site, if you're at the Hilton, if you're at the St. Martin or Chansey Park, I'm there, brother. I'm there. All right? It's just my job. But just out of respect, I wouldn't go to their doors and do that. Yes, ma'am. Did you have anyone counter you that was an official at St. Mark's Center? Or is it a 
sometimes you do run into that. Actually, I'm going to get back that, to that in a little later. Just hold on, and I'm going to let you know about that right now. All right? Repeat the question. Do we, um, would we go to any other churches and hand out literature at their front doors? That I suggest not to. Okay, but off-site, it's all hands-on. All right, and then do we have any um, conflict with going to these places? That I'm going to answer in a second. All right, but here is the advantage also of these large gatherings. All right, there's a short amount of time. You know, some people like to go and do um, county fairs and other things like that, where there's a large amount of people, and that's great. But I love Christian events. Because I said earlier, people already have a small piece of the truth. We're just going to share the whole pie with them, the whole aspect of how Jesus loves them. And that's what we're going to do. You know, it's an easy um, introduction to glow. That's why I'm here today. My friend invited me out there in the G in just 30 minutes out there. We passed out over 5,000 pieces. If God can use me to do this, what else can he do with me? I just want to go out and try something now and see what the Lord's going to do. That's how I am kind of right now. I'm just like, hey, let's go do this. Why not? Come on. God's going to do something with me. I already know. All right. You know, it helps remove fear and shyness. You know, I would never believe I would be up here talking to you people right now. But Jesus is so good. He's so loving. He's so exciting. It's so fun. So here I am, you know, and just like I just said, it is fun. It is fun, brothers and sisters. Um, it's a good rush. You know, I've always been. I'm excited. I like to play sports and do all other things. Jesus has a place for us. He says, you know, I'm going to take you out of this world. and I have something brand new for you. You will never sacrifice anything for Jesus. All right. All right. Now I'm going to go to get to a few do's and don'ts. And this is where we get to the practical aspects of everything. The do's and don'ts. You know, first thing, and you have this on a piece of paper, gather as many people as possible. The amount of literature you will distribute depends on the amount of hands you have to pass it out. There are going to be people coming out. You know, at times we went there and I get to pass to one or two people, but then four people are walking by me, you know, and then you want to get them all, but you can't get them all. So you just have to keep working. All right. And my number um, is on that piece of paper. And I promise you, you give me a call. I bring out 10, 20 people, but I guarantee I'll at least bring out five extra people for you if you give me a call. Um, I don't travel too far. I'm not going to San Francisco. I don't know. If I'm in an area, I stop by. But um, I travel up to Central Valley. You know, I travel up and down. All right. Get organized. That's very important to be organized when you're doing these larger events, to organize your people. Scout the location. Know the... Um, um, the primary doors where people are going to be exiting so that you can have your people at those doors. You can have four people at this door, maybe two at this door. So scout the area, okay? Um, find a, um, a great parking spot where you can have a van maybe to have your literature so you can come back and get your literature. That's very important because you're going to run out of literature. You need to have runners to go and just bring you more literature that's just going to come and have literature at your disposal, okay? Call and find out the ending times. You want to be out there exactly when they're let out. Most of these Christian events, they run a little over, but you want to have an idea of when this thing is going to end so you can be prepared. You don't want to be sit out there for hours. All right. And most importantly, pray. Pray, pray, pray. And prayer walk the area. While you're scouting and you're going to find out, walk around there in prayer. I have a wonderful testimony about that. I won't share that because of my time. But at, shortly, we prayer walked in. We, for specific things we prayed about while we were walking, happened exactly that next day when we went out there and did it. Um, had the event. Be patient. Two minutes. I have two minutes. Be patient, people. You know, um, I'm going to get to that in a second, but be patient. Wait. Scout it out and be for certain what is going on around you. Bring enough literature, people. Bring enough literature. 
It's wonderful to get out there and pass out 5,000 pieces of literature, maybe even 10,000 pieces of literature. Once you get out there and you're passing out some literature and you run out and you realize that, hey, I could have got out maybe 5,000 extra pieces of literature, but I ran out. You can never over-prepare. You can never over-prepare. You can never bring too many resources. But if you bring not enough, then, you know, it kind of puts a damper. It's still great. You pass out 5,000 pieces of literature. It is awesome. It's wonderful. But when you could have passed out maybe seven, it puts a little damper on it. All right? And then I have a couple of don'ts, just a couple of don'ts. And that is, don't jump the gun. Like I said, when you go to events, they're going to say they're going to end at 9. But they're really, especially a Christian event, they're going to let out about 9.15, 9.20, 9.30. All right, I remember this was an experience that I've had. We went, and at 8.50, a couple of people come out. Maybe at 9, 9 o'clock, people want to beat the traffic. And you see those people. Me, I'm, like I said, I'm a hyena. I'm on them. I see there, like, gazelles, you know, zebras walking across. And I'm on the cliff, and I want to get them. I want to jump, and I want to get them. I'm like, hey, these are my people. My friend Aaron, he's like, just, just wait. Just wait. I'm just, well, well, come on, you know, what's going on? But you're going to let 300 go by so you can get 3,000. Does that make sense? All right, because if you jump the gun, that's when you will get kicked out. Judy, you had a question about that, about going to events and then having people say something to you. Yes, if you jump the gun, you will get kicked out. And when, oh, it hurts. That's happened to me. We jumped the gun at times, and we got to hand out maybe to about 200 people, but then they kicked us out, and then while we're walking away, the flood doors open, and there's thousands of people that we missed. And, oh, I want to cry, honestly. I honestly want to cry. And the next thing, do not, it's only two do nots. Don't call and ask for permission. You know, we're not trying to be conniving or anything like that, but we're secret agents for the Lord. That's how I see it. We're secret agents for the Lord. We have a mission and we're an operative, all right? Like the Navy SEALs for the Lord. And if you call and you ask for permission and they say no, as a Christian, I feel there's no possible way that we can go out there. They already told us no. But if we go out there and we're passing out the literature and they ask us to leave, then they ask us to leave. But if not, then we get to pass out the literature. All right, and those are just a couple of practical things that I want to share with my brothers and sisters. Um, Jesus loves you. That's why you're here, and he wants to use you. Amen. Wouldn't you guys like to go out with him? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we went to the mall. You know, the mall at Christmas time is just a zoo. We have a mall in Fresno. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. And we went mall glowing, and it was great. I mean, we, we, we passed out piles of literature. One line canvas, Merry Christmas. In, in the Valley, you can say that. It's okay. Maybe in San Francisco or San Jose, you can't. But in the Valley, you just say Merry Christmas. That's all I have to say. People take it. It's great. Our next presenters, uh, Street Team from L.A. How would you like to have L.A. as your responsibility? 18 million people, including the Inland Empire. It's a lot of doors to knock. They're going to talk to us about some crazy ideas they have that were pretty, it's really fun. I, I enjoyed listening to the last seminar. This is Israeus. Amen. Israeus? Isn't that... Isaiah or Israel, or it's not a mix. It's actually found in the Bible. You could ask me where it is after this, but Israel is my name, and I have the privilege of working with GLOW in the Southern Conference. And um, what we start, and basically what we're going to do right now is share with you how what Shaka and Thomas said, how we put it to practice. We're going to share how we put it to practice. Now, we at GLOW, where we're thinking, okay, we, we do summer programs with youth, I want to know how much time I'm doing. We do summer programs with youth. We reach, you know, a lot of different community, communities. But some, there's a group of people we have difficulty sometimes reaching. And sometimes we even feel, you know, kind of like intimidated. And that is the rich. So we started thinking, how can we be able to reach the rich, the affluent? 
So we started thinking, you know, we don't we want to be able to, you know, choose an event or a day in which they're not going to call the cops on out on us, you know. You know, they're 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 not going to, you know, not they're going to a day in which the doors are open, you know. A lot of them have gates and we're in LA, so we have Beverly Hills, you know. So we're like, okay, how can we, you know? So we started thinking, and the Lord impressed upon us Halloween. I'm like, well, that's so true, you know? Out of all the days of the year, that's the day when people, even the rich, expect someone to come to your door. That's the day where they, they're not afraid to open the door, you know, <laughs> and talk to strangers. So we, we, we came up with glow in the dark. Glow in the dark. So <laughs> glow in the dark. It's a pretty cool name. But, and we teamed up with Street Team. So we could be able to do this event. Now, just to give you some information, you know, we have Santa Monica, we have Hollywood, we have Beverly Hills around there. So we decided to do this the 31st, that night. So we chose three ways to do this. One way we, we could be able to get members, church members to participate is by, for them to get literature and for them to give it out to people who come knocking at their doors. Second way they could participate is for them themselves to buy literature and go door to door, giving it out. And the third way was to have church members come to some central locations we were going to have in which we were going to team up, group of people get together and go to a central location. One of, a, one of those locations was Beverly Hills in which I participated in and Danny participated in. And it was such a huge blessing. That day I was so nervous, but we got organized. Amen. Amen. Number one thing, we prayed. We prayed, prayed, prayed. The guy may use us and prepare the people we're going to meet. Another thing we did, we scouted. I went one day, took a day off during the week, and went through the territory. Checked the streets, you know, looked what houses, you know, did not have fences, what streets we could be able to, you know, do. We had maps. We made sure we had transportations for people who would show up. And also, we also kind of estimated a time to go out and a time to come back. So we set it kind of like a time limit. That way we would all be on the same page. We got everybody's cell phone. Uh, we got leaders. So we actually, you know, praise the Lord. God, the Lord moved in which everything was organized. 50 people showed up just for the Beverly Hills event. We had other two events. All right. So this is what happened. Danny right now is going to share a couple experiences that happened on the field. Here you go, Danny. Thanks, Israel. We were really nervous, like Israel said, but we prayed and the Lord delivered. Amen. It was just amazing. We had just, uh, one, the place where we gathered was the Central Spanish Church in Los Angeles, which is right between the convention center and USC. And we had just had a powerful speaker and all people from other churches were going to be there. I mean, this event was all over. I mean, it was on Facebook. It was on MySpace. I text all my 200 contacts on my cell phone. I emailed everybody. I called all 200 of them, make sure that they were going to be able to come. And they came. And can you imagine 200 young, passionate 
people for Christ ready to take the streets. A lot of them were newly baptized after we had had a revival a couple of weeks. One of my friends was actually just coming from his baptism. I think his hair was still wet. And he, he came. It was just amazing. And the Lord, you know, really used Israel, you know, to rally the troops up who are just there. We're praying, you know, the, the, the adults were very supported. They stayed in the church and they were praying as all these young people got on their cars and they caravan through the streets of Los Angeles on their way to Beverly Hills. We got off our cars and, you know, we prayed even more. You know, the first door is always the hard one. But lo and behold, the first door was already open. We didn't even have to knock. And, you know, they said trick or treat. And then we gave our canvas and you know, we introduced ourselves. We gave them a little treat. They smiled. We went to the next door. It was that simple. You know, the Lord softened the hearts of the, the affluent people. We were just going from door to door. Time was upon us. We, we were just power walking through all those doors and the steps. It was just amazing. And, you know, one thing, um, the Lord has given everybody talents, without a doubt. And I certainly knew that because... Uh, you know, being Latino, you know, in Los Angeles, you know, bullheaded. Sometimes you might get profiled, you know, so they might not open the door. So I used the talents of my partner, who happens to be a very beautiful young lady. You know, she had the face, she had the voice, you know. So she did the canvas, and I just passed out the tract. You know, she canvassed, I gave the tract. Gave the tract, I knocked on doors, and she canvassed. It was just amazing. We just moved. I mean, she even... She memorized it, and her smile just opened those doors, and it was just beautiful how the Lord was working. And, you know, something that Thomas and um, uh, Shaka emphasized was, you got to have fun. You know, on our way here, you know, we brought one of our church members, and he was just like, isn't this beautiful? You know, we're going to this wonderful event, and he's just sharing with me that it's amazing that people think that Christians aren't the Christians are boring. We're not boring. It's all about having fun. You know, we were just passing out the tracks at this event. And, you know, we saw some young ladies. They were teenagers. And we're like, you know, we would never reach those teens at the mall. Never. So me and my friend were like, hey, girls, we got some treats for you. Immediately, like magnets, they came over to us, stuck our hands in our pockets, then dumped some gloves in their bags, moved on to the next crowd. It's just amazing. My pastor shared with me, he even went glowing with us, you know. On the sidewalk, uh, there was this uh, group of people, and leading the front was a young man dressed like Jesus Christ. <laughs> so as my pastor was walking down the street, you know, and Jesus is <laughs> the false Christ was coming this way, you know, he said, Jesus Christ, and the guy smiled, and he just put some gloves in his, in his bag, it was just all about having fun, beloved, you know, kids were opening the doors, like, here, give this to your parents, my friend and we were just, we were just hopping along the way, and you know, it's amazing, you know, one last story, my friend and I, uh, not my friend, I'm thinking myself, because my name's Danny, my friend Danny, and another friend of mine, they went to a door, and they had a huge silver platter on the front door, and it said, take a treat. But they were all out of candy, so they layered out a whole stack of glows for the next person to come and take a treat. It was just beautiful. But, but, the, re but the beautiful thing about these massive events is that the results that you get. 
people were calling me and said, thank you, Danny, for inviting me. You know what? I was really becoming oxidated. I hadn't knocked on doors for the longest time. And, you know, they're calling me. I got my church glowing now. I'm going to the conference and buying more glow tracks. You know, I want you to come out to my church. This week, a friend of mine just called me. Hey, I want you to come in your Pathfinder uniform, you know, and, and you know, teach my Pathfinders at my church, you know, on how to how to canvas, how to glow. You know, I want to get everybody glowing. And that, my friends, is a reward, you know. Getting these leaves of autumn into everyone's hand and scattering all abroad, especially in that large county in which we live. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 It's so beautiful to be able to be used by God and to take advantage of what the world, you know, celebrates. You know, take advantage and just, you know, I'm pretty sure Satan, was, I, that's probably one of the happiest day of the year for him. All this evil that is happening, celebrating death, spiritualism. But we, praise the Lord, by God's grace, we live a huge stand in Satan's kingdom that day, Amen. that night. And the results were that of all the locations, 115 people showed up. We had one in Santa Monica, one in Beverly Hills, and one in a small town, Tehachapi. We, and, um... At the end, we had 5,000. These, these are just by the, these numbers are just counting the tracks that went out in these events, not counting the ones that were sold to be given out in their own private homes. 5,000 tracks went out in 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And uh, God really blessed. And it's so exciting to realize that we're not just, and by the way, let me tell you, I'm a human being. I'm just like you. I get nervous, you know. Do I have canvas? I've been a canvasser for like a co-porter for like three years. I still get nervous. And, and, but the thing is this. We have to realize who we are and who we represent. We're not just any ordinary person going and handing out any kind of ordinary literature. We're ambassadors of the King of Kings. Amen. We're delivering a message to prepare people for Christ's second coming. And as we do so, we are not only saving others, but we're saving ourselves. And we're getting the bigger blessing. So I encourage you, participate, get involved, talk to the pastor, you know, put these tools to practice, and God's going to move mightily. Amen. 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 Thank you. Uh, imagine again the challenge of, of facing Los Angeles. The uh, Literature Ministries Director in Southern California Conference has divided up Los Angeles into, into segments, and he wants to reach the whole city somehow. That's impossible, but, it, it, you know, he's, he's praying about how to get it done. This is Amanda Goad. Amanda is a graduate of Souls West, like Israelis, and she's working as a, a helper at the GLOW program at Central California Conference. She is volunteering this year. She's going to talk about social glowing. And when I first heard about social glowing, I thought that sounds like social drinking. <clears throat> but it's not social drinking, although it is a little bit addictive, she says. And, uh, but it's something really positive, unlike social drinking. So uh, tell us about social glowing, and you have 10 minutes. 10 minutes. All right. How many of you have learned something already? Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm glad to see those hands because I learned something today, too. Really quick, glow, when I first heard about it, I was like, this is interesting. You go out Sabbath afternoon, you knock on doors. It's really great. Um, sounds kind of scary, actually. And I've been a cold porter for a while, too. But... What I've realized as I've glowed is it's not a Sabbath afternoon activity. It's not an outreach opportunity. It's a lifestyle. It's something that you do in your day-to-day life. And those, out, those um, Halloweens that you can go out and glow in the dark and the times where you have those, those big events with concerts and things like that, that's like Christmas and Thanksgiving in your glow lifestyle, yeah? So what happens when you're not at a glow function? What happens when you're just out and about? Where's somewhere that you see people? 
Walmart, how many of you have kids that you have to buy food for every week because they eat all the time? All the moms in here? <laughs> it's interesting because you have to go there at least, you, you go usually to the same place, you get into a routine, and some of us, when we, when we go through line at Winco, I'll tell you my first experience glowing, I was actually at Winco, and I was like, man, I want to say something that this person's going to remember for the rest of their life, and they're going to remember me and my name, and, and they're going to say, wow, I was saved because of this little track that you handed me and said this, and, and what actually happened was I was like, um, uh, yeah, this is for you. Um, thanks. And then it was awkward because you have to bag your own groceries at Winco. And so they're looking at you the whole time. You're not wanting to make eye contact. And you just feel like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> but what's interesting is Jesus writes about this in Matthew. In Matthew, it says, verse, chapter 5 and verse 46 and 47, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren only, if you only talk to the people that you know, what are you doing more than other people? Do not even the publicans do so. So Jesus is saying, even if you just talk to your, if you just talk to those that you know, everyone else talks to those who know. What's extraordinary about you is that you're going to open your mouth when you're at the grocery store. You're going to open your mouth where you are and, and be a witness that way. So... There is a whole, um, what do they call it, dash and the, the drop and dash? Yeah, I did that for a long time, actually. I'm just being honest. We're all human here. <laughs> but something, I, I started thinking about why is it that I'm so nervous to hand out a piece of literature? Why am I so nervous about handing someone a piece of paper? What is it? This feeling is not new. The people in the Old Testament, or in the Bible, actually, way back thousands of years ago, they had this same feeling. Let me read it to you in John chapter 12, verse 42 and 43. It says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, these are like the pastors of the time, among the chief rulers, many believed on Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogues. Verse 43 is burned on my memory. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Amen. That, when I read that verse, I realized that is why I don't like passing out glow. It's because I'm thinking, what are they thinking? Why are they, I hope that they don't think I'm some religious nut. Or I hope they don't think I'm this weirdo that, that gives like glow tr tracks. That's like way back in the old times. Like that's not something people do now. But... What I want to propose is having just a mind swap. Just, just change the mindset. You're not there to please the person that's standing at the cashier. You're not there to worry about what they're thinking of you, because honestly, they're thinking the same thing. They're thinking, oh, my goodness, what do they think of me? You know, everyone has this, this thing inside of them that, that wants the praise of man. But instead, let's change our, our way of thinking to a... I want the praise of God. Amen. When I hand this piece of literature to this person, I want God to smile. Amen. Once you, I can guarantee once <coughs> you start thinking that way, it's easy. It's so easy because you're not seeing that person there anymore. You're seeing someone that Christ died for and you're saying, oh my goodness, Jesus, you want me to do this. I can't believe I even hesitated. It's, I mean, and it doesn't come just like naturally you're like, yes, I am the best glower in the world now. But the best way to start is to just open your mouth and do it. Amen. 
And then as you do it, like he said with his, um, with his shop, after a few times you get those testimonies, they start rolling. You actually start um, getting involved in doing it more often and it comes more naturally. So I had a friend that actually went to Trader Joe's and um, she was like, no, I see this guy every week when I come here. I don't want to give him a glow tract. But she felt like the Spirit of God was saying, you may not get another chance. Now, I know this sounds weird because you always see people, you'll always have a chance to glow. But what she was saying to me when she relayed this experience, she said, I felt that if I didn't do it this time, the next time the Spirit of God was going to get softer. And then if I didn't do it that time, the Spirit of God was going to get just a little bit softer until she couldn't hear it anymore. So that time may be the only time you have that the Spirit is going to move you that, that strongly. So please just do it when you feel moved to do it because it, it may be your last time. It may be that last time that God is just pleading with you to work with him. So she actually gave the guy the glow and um, all those premonitions like, oh, is he not going to like me anymore? As she's walking out, he waved and he's like, hey, have a nice day, you know, thanks. And she's like, whoa, he still likes me, you know, he still thinks I'm cool, you know. So um, it wasn't, it's not as scary of a thing when you just do it. When you do it, what makes it awkward is if you make it awkward, honestly. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> what about not just those people you see once a week, maybe twice a week, what about those people you see every day in the workplace? How many of you go in and out of a work office pretty much every day? couple of you may, wow, you all got, wow. Well, I go in pretty much every day. But when you see those people, it's really hard to just drop and dash, because where are you going to go, to the next cubicle? cubicle? I mean, it's here, and then you, well, that's really awkward. So <laughs> we're going to talk how to practically be social with people that you interact with every day. There's three key ways to witness while you're at work. The first way is to just be social. And I'm going to read a quote here. I know it's easy to zone out during quotes, but just try to, try to listen. We should all become witnesses for Jesus. The next two words say social power. There is actually a power in you being social. Social power, sanctified by the grace of God, must be improved in, wis- in winning souls to Christ. Let the world see that we are not selfishly absorbed in our own interests, but that we desire others to share our blessings and privileges. Let them see that our religion does not make us unsympathetic or exacting. Let all who profess to have found Christ minister as he did for let all who profess to have found Christ minister as he did to the benefit of man. We should never, this is so powerful, catch this, we should never give to the world the false impression that Christians are a gloomy, unhappy person. people. How can we profess to have Christ and go around saying, yes, I am so blessed. The Lord is good to me, and I just wish that I could share more, but I have something I need to do, but I hope you were blessed. And I'm like, yeah, I was really blessed. It's just bubbling over. Yeah. So how do you practically show a happy Christianity? Any suggestions? Smile. Good. There are maybe about half of you in here that are naturally just smiling. And I know you don't feel like you're not smiling. I know you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm a happy person, but your faces are like this. 
And so <laughs> what we want to do is put forth an effort to actually use the muscles. It's actually the zygomaticus, for those of you that like anatomy and physiology. Use your smiling muscles and just use those for Jesus. That's how you can show that you're happy. The second way um, is a, a practical way other than smiling is talking to them about their family, talking to them about their hobbies. Um, if you work in a secular environment, you can ask them, oh, what, what did you do over the weekend? You may just get lucky and they say, oh, well, you know, we went to the church with the family and open door. You're like, wow, you go to church. Wow, what church do you go to? Actually, I have some really interesting things for you to read if you're Christian, you know. And it's just open doors once you start asking about their family, about their weekend, different things like that. That's a practical way to be social. The last two things are very important. First... Well, first, you be social. Second, you want to pray for opportunities. I want to warn you, do not do this if you don't want opportunities. Because Jesus is willing, wanting, and waiting to answer that prayer. He is wanting to put people in your way because you can reach someone that I can't. You can reach someone that no one else in this room can reach. So, pray for those opportunities. And then third, put yourself in a position where God can use you. You can't just pray for an opportunity and then close yourself in a closet and say, God, where are they? I'm supposed to be witnessing and I have this whole pocket full of glow and they're, oh no. So you want to put yourself in a position where God can use it just really quickly. A way to do this is know what the tracks say. Actually read the tracks that you carry because you may not think that something is relevant in them, but when they say, when somebody says something to you, it'll trigger something in that tract and you can share it. And remember, what's common sense for you is not common sense for them. So I want to close with this quote. It says, Many who have been left to darkness and ruin might have been helped had their neighbors, common men and women, that's you, that's you sitting in these chairs, common men and women, come to them with the love of Christ glowing in their hearts and put forth personal efforts for them. Many are waiting to be addressed thus personally. So it's people like you that's going to that's gonna fulfill that. Amen. Thank you, Amanda. Um, you folks, you know, all of us, as I said before, all of us share a common humanity. We share that reluctance, don't we? Um, in closing, let me share one thing that's been really helpful to me. I actually got this from my mother-in-law. This is the canvas that I use when I share glow tracks. By the way, I hope all you guys have one of these plastic packets. It protects your tracks. Put them in your back pocket. There's like 50 cents or something. They're just, this, is, this is revolutionized because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy and I got stuff to do. So I, can't, I don't have time to go run to my car all the time. You get the plastic cover at the glow booth, I believe. Yeah. Glow, glow booth and it's like 50 cents a piece or 75 cents or something anyway so I just go like this I just, I just extend my elbow I just say here's something for you to read that's it I'm done Amen. Amen. <laughs> if you're afraid to glow I challenge you to extend your elbow and just say here's something for you to read Amen. Let's, let's close with prayer uh, the next session starts in about 13 minutes at the main sanctuary uh, let's bow our heads Thank you so much, Lord, for what we've learned today in this seminar. The, the real uh, issue is not here, <clears throat> even today at the Glow Rally, but it's when we leave, we go home in the next few weeks. Give us joy in serving you. Lord, we, we love you, and we want to please you, and we want to make you happy, and we know that you love the people who don't know you. And so please send your spirit, Lord. And give us that boldness and courage. Help us to remember the practical things we've learned from Thomas and Shaka and, and the others. 
Help us to remember that just when we need it. Be with us now as we go into the final uh, moments of the rally and especially the challenge at the end. Lord, we want to say yes to you and what you're calling us to do. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.